I'd like to thank KTMS 990 and Montecito Bank and Trust for making Scam Squad possible. I'm Patty Teal. And I'm Deputy District Attorney Vicki Johnson. Scam Squad is up next. Sound off. One, two. Sound off. Three, four. One, two, three, four. Scam Squad. Welcome to Scam Squad. What do you have for us today, Vicki? Well, Patty, the scammers have reached a new low. I just got some information about some phishing emails that target pastors, churches, and other faith-based groups, and this is happening right here in Santa Barbara County. You've talked about phishing before. That's where you get an email supposedly from your bank or a governmental agency or a credit card company, but it's really from a scammer. Is that correct? That's right, and in this scam, the email is supposedly from the pastor of your church. So here's how it works. Con artists send out emails to a congregation pretending to be from their leader, asking for emergency donations to help someone in need. Now, the email, which uses the pastor's name but a phony email address, tells the recipient to give money by buying iTunes gift cards and mailing it to a different address. Wow, this scam really hits close to home by undermining your trust in an institution which many feel they should absolutely be able to trust. It also takes advantage of someone's generosity in wanting to help someone in need. How do these scammers get information about church members? Well, Patty, that part is unclear, but I'm guessing that since so much information these days is online, that so is a list of congregants of a particular church. And of course, these crooks are experts at hacking emails. Wow. What are the warning signs or red flags that we should be aware of to avoid being taken in by these scams? Well, there's a couple of things. If a message is written in a way that's very different from the way this pastor normally talks, be suspicious. And be very suspicious if there are mistakes in grammar or sentence structure. This might indicate that the email is coming from a non-English speaker. And of course, if in doubt, just call the pastor and see if he is really the one sending out the email. Chances are he won't know anything about this. Also, carefully check out the email address. For example, the scammer might change a name like Christchurch.org to Christchurch.com. Wow, that would be really easy to miss because you usually don't think about checking the email address. I know I don't, but it's always a good thing to do if you have any suspicions about the message. Another red flag, I guess, would be the request to pay by gift card. We hear about that scam a lot. This seems to be a favorite method of payment for scammers. Yes, and of course, once you give the scammers the number on the back of your gift card, your money is gone forever and you're never going to get it back. And let me just underscore what you said. If someone asks you to pay for anything by gift card, just assume it's a scam and immediately end any communication with this crook. If someone has been contacted with this kind of scam or been a victim of this scam, do you think they should report it? Yes, definitely. Report to the FBI, and I've given this website before. It's www.ic3.gov. So that's I as in ICE, C as in CAT, the number 3.gov, G-O-V. And you can also report this to the Federal Trade Commission at ftc.gov, ftc.gov. How common is this fake pastor scam? 
Well, Patty, it seems to be traveling all over the United States right now, as scams seem to do. And as I mentioned at the beginning, several churches in our county have reported this scam. And in one instance, the pastor was in church delivering his sermon when the fake email came out, supposedly from him, asking for donations for a sick parishioner. And the uh, recipients were instructed to send their money by iTunes card. Oh, my goodness. But yeah, it's just awful because so many people are so involved in their churches and they definitely trust their pastor. And of course, that's what they're counting on. Thank you so much, Vicki, for another great episode of Scam Squad. So, Vicki, if people are worried that they may have been taken advantage of, that they're being scammed, or that someone they care about is being scammed, how can they get a hold of you? Patty, my number is area code 805-568-2442. Let me repeat that. 805-568-2442. And I welcome calls. Thank you, Vicki. Thank you, Patty. Until next time. Okay, bye-bye. Bye-bye. One, two, three, four. Dance Squad! Welcome to Scam Squad. It's so nice to have you here again, Vicki. What do you have for us today? I wanted to tell our listeners about a rental scam. So I got a phone call on my fraud hotline from someone who I'll call Fred. So Fred is a landlord, and he had an apartment that he wanted to rent, so he listed the property on Zillow. A few days later, he got a phone call from a prospective tenant who had some rather disconcerting information for Fred. Apparently, this prospective tenant, the very same ad on Craigslist at a very favorable price. So she drove by to see the property and then got suspicious. So Vicki, what made her suspicious? Well, the price that was listed on the Craigslist ad was just too good to believe for that particular apartment in that particular location. So she decided to contact the tenant who was living there, and from that tenant, she got Fred's information, Fred being the landlord. So she gave Fred a call, and as it turned out, the ad she had seen on Craigslist was for Craig's apartment, but with different contact information, not Fred. And for a monthly rental, that was about half of what Fred was asking. So this is a typical rental scam. Crooks will either steal a listing, including any pictures, and advertise the property on another website, often Craigslist, or they'll simply make up a listing for a property that doesn't exist or that does exist, but it isn't really for rent. So if you are a prospective tenant and you call the scammer, He'll always have an excuse as to why he can't meet you in person to show you the property. Could be that he lives out of town, his mother who owned the unit just died, and he's renting it for her, etc., etc. So he'll give you the address to drive by, and if you like it, all you have to do is send him the deposit, and he'll mail you the keys. The out-of-town landlord is one big red flag, but there are others. For example, if you drive by the home and the sign out front from a realtor or property manager doesn't match up with the so-called landlord you've been talking to, that's very suspicious. Now, if you question the scammer about this, he'll just say that he fired his property manager but hasn't had a chance to change the sign. Also, be suspicious if the scammer asks for a security deposit 
but it's not the full amount most landlords would ask for. And you might be told, well, you can pay the rest later. What else should we look out for? If a scammer asks you for a security deposit to hold the property because it's so popular and so many people are expressing interest, this is another big red flag. Or if the landlord doesn't require a credit check or a rental agreement of any kind. If the landlord skips this process, you're probably dealing with a scammer. Also, be suspicious if the security deposit is way too high or too low. Also, Patty, another thing, don't wire money because you can't get it back. How would people get a hold of you if they are worried about a scam or they want to report a scam to you? They can call me at area code 805-568-2442. And once again, I'll repeat that, 805-568-2442. Thank you so much, Vicki. I look forward to talking again next week. Thanks, Patty. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.